Rockwired Sound in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, this is Rock is Red. American Indian and First Nations music exclusively at rockwired.com. Today, Rock is Red gives it up for Christy Lane Sinclair and her Indigenous Music Award-nominated album, Dark Matter. Stick around for more. Rock is Red is powered by Rockwired Media LLC, a limited liability company. Please stand by. Welcome to the latest edition of Rock is Red, exclusively at rockwire.com. I'm your host, Brian Lush, and the music is out there. And today we're pleased to be giving it up for Christy Lane Sinclair and her Indigenous Music Award-nominated album, Dark Matter. Rockwired had a chance to speak with Christy regarding the, the release, and you're going to be hearing that interview in just a few minutes. But first, from the album Dark Matter, here is Christy Lane Sinclair with Kiki. Oh, my God. 
was Christy Lane Sinclair with Kiki off of her Indigenous Music Award-nominated album, Dark Matter. And for more on Christy Lane Sinclair, you can check out her official website, christylanesinclair.ca. The link is provided right here at rockwired.com. Rockwired had a chance to speak with Christy Lane Sinclair regarding the album, and here's how the interview went. But uh, I think the last time I talked with you, you were about to go into the studio to work on this album. And so now I got to ask, you know, it's been like a a little more than a a year and a half since this album's come out. And, you know, and, and, you know, how do you feel about the finished work that you've put out there? Uh, I I really like it. I mean, that was, that was kind of what we're going for as far as sound and song and, you know, kind of making, making a big record. It was uh, recorded in Vancouver at, Brian Adams Studio, which is the biggest, best studio in Vancouver. So um, I don't know. We're just really lucky to have like the best people working on it and the best musicians. And I don't know. I was just really, I was super happy with the end product. And who helped you all behind the recording console for Dark Matter? I mean, who helped specifically? Uh, my engineer Jeremy Patch worked on the last two albums, and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of ramping up to make another one and going to fly back to Vancouver because I just can't stand not working with them. And um, yeah, and Derek Miller produced it, and I had a lot of awesome musicians. Michelle Briere, who drums for Buffy, um, sometimes drums with me if it's scheduled for me. And um, John Walsh, who is the bassist for Dan Mangan and Brastronaut, and yeah. It was great. It was a good group of a lot of awesome people. And what inspired this set of songs? I mean, what, what kind of place were you coming from as a songwriter with this collection of songs? Um, these songs were kind of, they were more thought out than I usually am, like, kind of an emotional trigger person. So I just shoot up songs. But this one, I was kind of you know, maybe in a good place, <laughs> and, um, you know, wasn't, didn't really have a lot of crap going on, um, so I spent a lot of time writing the songs, I went back to finish old songs, which I normally don't do, and, um, yeah, so, I don't know, when, like, listening to it back, it sounds a lot of, it's either about, like, death or life, and light and dark, and, you know, kind of, that's kind of why it was called Dark Matter. But, um, yeah, it was just, I didn't think too much about it until after the fact. And the first album that I got to know of you was was The Sea Alone. How do you feel that Dark Matter is different from that effort? <laughs> well, sea Alone was very much a heartbreak album. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. I sing those songs. I'm like, whoa, you were... You were dark, man. <laughs> <laughs> you were going through some shit. So, um, and and dark matter is a little bit more reflective, kind of taking a step back from situations, and kind of more about writing poetry and songs, and you know, and a lot of it got jumbled up in the studio with the producers and stuff. So I was trying not to be so precious about it and just let the song, you know, add stuff, cut them up, take stuff out where before it's just like 
the song was the song and nobody touches the song. <laughs> so, yeah, it was interesting working with more people and kind of um, exploring that, that route. And in the time since Dark Matter's release, uh, you know, what sort of reactions were you able to gauge? I mean, was there any reaction to it that surprised you or that you didn't see coming? Or You tell me. Um, well, up until then, I had played a lot of, you know, kind of more folk, more acoustic guitar, and um, a lot of people didn't know that I kind of grew up, you know, learning post-punk, like, grunge songs. And that I actually started on electric guitar. So um, I think a lot of people are surprised that I could uh, play play punk and, you know, grunge songs. And um, had a big giant amp and a collection of electric guitars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that reaction was, um, was good. I mean, I think... Personally, it's, just, it was, it's really hard to book a rock band because it's so big. So, like, getting five people around kind of slowed how much I was playing. Um, I guess that would be the only change, which was the kind of the only downside is, you know, finding people who can afford to move a band around, which is uh, hard to do and hard to make a living and make a rent. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting dilemma when you've been, you know, acoustic for so many years. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Yeah, it can be one person, two people, three people, up to, you know, eight people. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Right. And just to remind people, I mean, it's been a couple of years since I've talked to you. I I mean, talk about what, what brought you into music. I mean, you talked about being into, like, you know, sort of, punk and grunge early on but 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 just give us an idea of what what it was specifically that sort of led you on this winding road yeah i grew up in prince rupert bc which is northern northern british columbia like it's kind of near alaska i guess and um so growing up i was kind of you know kind of getting into music around like 13 and it was you know when grunge was getting super big, and um, I think my mom bought me, like, a, a Smashing Pumpkins VHS. I'm so old, VHS. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so am I. I'm, I'm older than you are, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, well, even then, like, you had to, like, it's a big deal, because to get it to my community, you'd have to order it. Oh, wow. You couldn't listen to it. So I would just go through catalogs and be like, oh... L7, they look cool from the album cover, and order a CD, and then it would come in like three or four months later, and I'd be like super excited, and sometimes it was like the best then, sometimes it was, you know, not so good, but yeah, anyway, so I got this like Smashing Pumpkins VHS, and uh, I put it in, and within like three minutes, I knew I needed to be a guitar player, and wanted to be Billy Corgan and that I needed a Fender Strat <laughs> to figure out which guitar it was and I went to the living room and told my mom like I needed a guitar like right now so um, my birthday rolled around you know a few months later and she got me a Fender Strat um, a real one too which is really expensive I still play it all the time so. um, but her her friend worked at the store 
He's like, you do not want to get your daughter like an $800 guitar. Like she will, she won't even know how to tune it. She's not going to play it. <laughs> and she's like, my daughter says she wants to be a guitar player, so I have to believe her. And she says she will only play if I'm a strat. I'm a brat. <laughs> Still, wow. I'm a brat. And then, uh, yeah, so I got the guitar, and that was that was kind of it. And uh, you know, I kind of self-taught with like country videos, and um, I started taking lessons. And then it came time to, like, you know, graduate high school and leave, and I decided I wanted to go to music school because that was basically the only way I was going to get out of my tiny town. And, uh, yeah, I did a crash course in theory and, you know, went on to do three years at music college as a classical and contemporary guitar player. And, yeah, and then I went off into the Crow Crow world. For more on Christy Lane Sinclair, check out her official website, christylanesinclair.ca. The link is provided right here at rockwire.com. And from the album Dark Matter, here is Christy Lane Sinclair once again with Set On.
about, th- I, I, I think, three albums into your career here, right? Or four? Or... Okay. And, uh, and, and so, and from, from the time you, you started recording up until now, what's been the biggest surprise for you? Um, uh, I think the biggest surprise was <laughs> finally figuring out I'm more of a singer than a guitar player. Like, as far as, I broke my arm last year before oh. I went on tour, like four days before I went on tour, and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't really cancel all the dates. It was built into Red Rag Tour, and I could not go either, so I ended up having people play guitar for me. And I realized that I was a singer, and I kind of always thought of myself as a guitar player. And then I'm like, oh, but, you know, people come to see you sing, so I think that's the biggest surprise. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Actually, it kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, you you needed the guitar to get into music and figure out how, you know, chords and scales and all that, and then, you know... I didn't start being like, I want to be a singer. I never wanted to sing my own songs. I actually wanted to write for other people. Because I, you know, I'm pretty shy and have stage fright. I'm like, I never want to get up there. And, uh, you know, and then I realized that nobody could sing what I was writing because I was singing in a very peculiar way. (laughs) That nobody could quite do it. So, yeah, that's how I ended up singing my own songs. And for anyone who hasn't heard Dark Matter, what songs off of it have you the most excited to get someone to hear and why? Um, I really like Woman. Uh, I mean, it's, it's one of the slower songs on the album, but I wrote it for Murder Missing Women. And it was... I was on a writing retreat writing this album, and... It was just kind of like uh, Misty Upham had gone gone missing, and they're having problems having people look for her, which is a familiar thing up in Canada that happens all the time. And it's really heartbreaking and frustrating. And but then you know she's like Oscar nominated, and you know and it was just like, I'm just like right. oh, it really doesn't matter who you are in this world if you're brown like anyway I I freaked out and and then uh, after the freak out I got up and wrote that song and you know and it was kind of like I wasn't writing the song you know I could almost hear people singing with me which sounds weird but it happened and uh, you know it's, it's out of my register and all this stuff so and then it came together in such a way, it just kind of gives me goosebumps. So that's my most meaningful song on the album, I guess. And, uh, you know, Jennifer Kreisberg's on it, and Laura Ortman, Chris Dirksen, Dirk Miller, Michelle Breer. It was a good collaboration. Of, um, yeah, I actually went on to write an, write an opera piece based on that song, so uh, I'm into that song. <laughs> And, you know, with this album behind you, I mean, you know, what's next for you musically? You said you you were, you were talking earlier about working on something else. Um, yeah, I'm set to record in May back in Vancouver. The new um, 
EP is going to be called The Ability to Judge Distance. So, I don't know. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) It's a surprise for everyone. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really say much about it. For more on Christy Lane Sinclair, check out her official website, christylanesinclair.ca, and the link is provided right here at rockwired.com. From her album Dark Matter, here is Christy Lane Sinclair once more with Ocean Floor. going to do it for this edition of Rock is Red. A special thanks goes out to Christy Lane Sinclair for her time and more importantly, her music. And for Rockwired, I'm Brian Lush and remember, keep your eyes forward, never look back, and make it up as you go. Rock is Red is powered by Rockwired Media LLC, a limited liability company and is available exclusively at rockwired.com. Online radio that rocks. <laughs>